Hey kids, welcome to the Patreon Substack, hmm, Patriarch Substactrion episode uh, with Dasa Hink. This is an extended part of our conversation about sex work and all the gender and sexuality stuff that comes out of that. We talk about fisting and anal and anal fisting and uh, female archetypes of dominatrix work, things like that. So definitely not safe for work. Uh, not all, you know, a lot of a lot of the wrong questions only episodes are much more family friendly. But you know, obviously this one is with a dominatrix, and so the the bonus content is also, uh, you know, very very sexual. So for those of you who want that, here you go. Okay, so you were telling me how much it costs to go to the cake and sex event. Oh yeah, no, that it was like yeah, that I did that. Um, the I found like a person to try it on. I went to this event that was really fun, and I tried it, and then. Um, I realized that I can do it and I just also actually really liked it. So did you so when you say you you picked some a guy you weren't particularly attracted to, did you do you mean like you found one who you just like, you know, weren't super into? It was just neutral or is it more like one where you're like particularly not into it? Like do you stop it short at someone that's like repulsive to you? How does that work for you? So he was repulsive. I mean, it turns out he was actually like a 40 year old virgin. So, wow. Yeah. He was, you ended his virginity with him or no, not like we didn't have intercourse, but I think it was his first, his first, maybe one of his first uh, interactions, real sexual experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and I mean, I find him repulsive. He was just, definitely i would never ever ever date him or or make out with him yeah could never. you do you think you could dominate someone if you it were you know like actually kind of like repulsed by them or i don't know if you're even ever repulsed by people or if that's not something you experience oh yeah but. it happens okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah would, absolutely it happens <laughs> would you so would you be able to dom someone like that yeah, I do it. I do it uh, often. I have one okay. tomorrow at 11 in the morning. Someone that you're like, uh, oof, I would not normally even consider touching them with a 10-foot pole. But exactly. if, you want, if you want me to slap you and tell you you're ugly and stuff, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know, I try, I, try, I try to be respectful. I mean, I am respectful to everybody. That's, yeah. I, I, I really respect the people that come to me to encourage and they're giving me a lot of money, you know, it's not like a easy thing. And they yeah. showed up on time and they know what they want. And, you know, I mean, um, but yeah, sometimes people uh, have skin issues, teeth issues, issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that more common than not in people who are surfing, searching for these kind of services? No, it's not. It's very uncommon, actually. Most, okay. most people are... Uh, you know, it, it's super average age, I guess, maybe 45 or 50. I think 45 would be the average age. I have also very young people, mm-hmm. um, have very old people and everything in between. And most people are just normal people, you yeah. know, very average that they're just looking for something different. Do you have uh, male and female clients? Um, mostly almost only male clients. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have a little bit of uh, couples now that come to me. Uh, okay. Have you, have you ever had a woman uh, by herself? Yeah, once I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, really awesome. Were you worried <laughs> like, at all? Like that mm-hmm. if it would be like different for you or harder for you to do? Oh, yeah, I was worried for sure. Uh, but it was super easy and, and fun. Because, of course, I didn't realize that I do know, I mean, I, I don't have much experience um, playing with women, but mm-hmm. uh, I do know what I like. So I guess, hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So did she want, yeah, did, do, did she want anything different from like what typical men want? Or is that, or does everyone kind of want the same stuff when it comes to being dominated or degraded or whatever? I don't, I don't have so much experience with it. Like I have uh, her I had, I have another couple that I played with quite often mm-hmm. uh, where I play with the woman and the man only watches. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So from those two experiences, which is, you know, a very small sample size. Yeah. Uh, but maybe another one or two that I played with in a session in a professional setting that I can come out, out of out the top of my head. Um they um they want quite the same things yeah yeah, yeah. I, of course i'm a bit nervous because you know women you know more sensitive in different ways i know about myself you know I, i'm so a bit vulnerable sometimes um i want maybe humiliation but i don't want it yeah i want certain <laughs> things but i'm too sensitive or something can like just rub me the wrong way literally right. and figuratively Right. Like in but our they, fantasy I, it was, lives, it was, it's mm-hmm, so much yeah. easier. Like there's so much less, uh, oh, something rubbed me the wrong way. So I think, yeah, that's something that I still like when people want to know about like my kinky sides and things. I'm like, well, it's really hard to say when so much is theoretical, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I have probably all the same fantasies as everyone else around who you know, has those kind of fantasies. But I just like I have no idea what what, you know, what it would really be like if someone started trying to do those, you know, but, but the people who are seeing you do most of them have some experience already being dominated like this or are, you know, like, cause that, that guy you said was, was a virgin and hadn't done anything like, but like are a lot of your clients kind of coming to like finally try this stuff out or how does that go? Um, yeah. It's really also very varied. I have some people that are super experienced They've been to many dominatrixes or privately experienced, mm-hmm. and some that are completely new. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, I didn't mention I have a, a trans um, woman client that transitioned while seeing me. Mm-hmm. So we've been seeing each other for four years now. And uh, yeah, I mean, she came to me as a man in the beginning, and then now she's really taking hormones. And last time she came over with uh, a kind of a girlfriend. Uh, and we did like a session together. It was really fun. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, let's get back to that. Mm-hmm. Let me, I want to go back and actually wrap up a few <laughs> loose ends. Um, what does Dasa Hink mean anything in German or any other language? No, it's a kind of a reiteration of my name. Yeah. I, I would, I would use my real name. Uh-huh. Uh, but, um, I mean, if you, it's very easy to find my real name. Uh, I mean, I think I can I, see I it on the zoom call, but. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like, the ideal version is to separate myself, you know, digitally, but yeah, it's because if I go to the U S for example, 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not allowed to travel to the U.S. Because, because I'm a sex worker. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, you can't get your visa for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did, I, I had, I, you know, I did, I do have a visa. I can mm-hmm. travel. But if they would Google yeah, and they find me, uh, I mean, I'm not allowed to come into the U.S. It's, it's completely ridiculous. I mean, I'm not ashamed of what I do. Well, but- it's also strange because people can be on OnlyFans and make a living and still be in the U.S., so, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very I, the laws are so confusing about the sex work because it's like so you could have sex, uh, you know, on camera for money and that's mm-hmm. OK, but you can't dominate someone like even if you even if you don't like touch their dick, but you dominate people without touching their, you know what I mean? Like, then is that illegal? <laughs> like where when does it become illegal? If you slap someone in the face for money, that's not illegal, right? So if you call someone yeah. a dirty little whore, you know, like where, at what point does it become illegal? I don't get it, you know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the and the sad thing is that a lot of, I mean, in Germany it's is legal, right? It's right. Uh, sex work is legal in uh, all its forms. Um, so it's very, very clear. But we also are very influenced by the laws that you have in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because PayPal is right is by the U.S., all the social media is uh, U.S. companies. So, so yeah, I'm not allowed to advertise, and I don't even want to advertise my dominatrix uh, work. But if I'm doing uh, um, a show, if I'm mm. doing like a, you know a, 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 my music, I can't advertise that at all because you also do sex work. Because it's about sex work. Uh, yeah. If anything that's got to do with sex, everything that's got to do, I mean, some words you really can't use. So, I mean, now I have um, 2,000 plus uh, proudly and with with a lot of sweat gathered 2,000 followers on Instagram. Uh-huh. If I if I fuck up and I post one post saying dominatrix or one of the words that they, the word of the day that they do not accept, I will be deleted forever. And that's it. And nobody cares. Yeah, it's so strange because I see all kinds of crazy shit on Instagram uh, in the sexual realm. And I I can't make heads or tails of what's getting deleted, what's getting suspended, you you know, but also like what they shadow ban or what, you know, you hear all these kinds of things. And I definitely have noticed that because I, you know, I have a fairly, I have a very sexual podcast, Gender Fluids, that I also do. And I know she can post, all my co-host can post all kinds of crazy memes if they're an anime, but if we use the wrong words in the <laughs> description of it, then that's going to get us like, uh, you know, like less traffic. We'll, we'll, we'll see our posts because of that. Like, and it's all very in the shadows. No one really understands all the rules there. They seem to be enforced arbitrarily. Yeah. And they change yeah. all the time. Like what was yeah. it that you can't use eggplant anymore? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we all do know that. Latex. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all, yeah, obviously. But in a fun way, right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you can't use latex. So people from like that do latex design, they can't yeah, um, advertise. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird create. There's like this world created where uh, famous people can show off their butts and and tits. And you know, I did look it up, and I mean, Cardi B yeah. and uh, all these um, uh, rappers, they are basically naked. Right, but- you can't see the thong strap that's between their butt cheeks but yeah so you can see it's it would be as if they weren't wearing anything yeah i mean it's yeah 
For yeah, sure. but then because they are Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, everybody knows who they are. They are not selling sex, even though I would argue that what they are doing is selling sex in a way yeah. because they're well, yeah. well, much of it, our advertising agency is also selling sex. Yeah, you know, so it doesn't. Yeah, but it's yeah. Mar- but if that if it's considered marketing, it's somehow different. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, marketing of it's isn't it twisted? But this is yeah. the, this is the point. This is twisted. This is ridiculous. And I'm just trying to make a living. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even trying to make a living with my art. I just want more people to know about me. You know, know about my songs. I just try to you know make a message about how fucked up things are. Uh, and then yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, so you seem like uh, a you know a really fun person to talk to you about gender. That is the you know subject of season one here, um, and uh, yeah, you've got all kinds of experience in the gender and sexuality realm that I want to get to. But and and it doesn't have to be related to gender. But do you have a question that you have gotten in trouble for asking, or something that's um, you know been deemed problematic by other people? Uh, I, I, I can think of one thing that happened that I, mm-hmm. usually it happens when I get drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I asked a gay man if they wash their ass out every time they have sex. I was really curious about that. This was a, a long time ago uh-huh. <laughs> before I was got into domination, <laughs> which of course now I have more answers. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out it's not very uh, a simple answer also. Well, but, I was uh, wondering, did you mean like before and after or just before? You know what I mean? Like, before. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to know how did they not get poop on the dicks? Right. Um, which and, is a and great question. You know, it's a good question. But unfortunately, <laughs> actually, my friend, I was at a dinner party party and this uh, gay guy was a bit older and very kind of respectful person and this uh this person invited me asked me specifically to not embarrass him (laughs) and i don't know how so you asked this in front of everyone (laughs) yeah i did (laughs) oh Oh, man it was like you were your dom side was coming out in that i think so i think i have a little provoke provocative Mm -hmm person in me that provocateur yeah yeah, that after a bit too much white wine uh, same same might explode that's what white wine is for (laughs) exactly (laughs) so because no i mean that's a question that i definitely asked my gay dude friends in college and stuff when we were all drinking but i mean because i think for a lot of them they do enema before every time or Mm -hmm. kind of i know my my co-host on gender fluids she talks about uh she enemas she like preps her asshole that day sometimes with like a butt plug or whatever uh you know like a warm-up situation other people just take a shower she also is like very particular about what she eats for days ahead of time Mm -hmm. sometimes or at least hour you know to try to prep that but i don't i don't know if that's true for all gay men or or trans women or people who like anal or whatever um Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know how common it is. Did you did you ever get answers on how often like uh, people are cleaning their butts out before sex? What have you learned? Well, for my clients, uh, I learned. So the ones that are really heavy into anal, the ones that want my whole hand in there. Mm-hmm. Um, They're probably or, fine with poop. Or <laughs> No, the oh, okay. opposite. They are, because if you have your, own, your whole hand in there, there's going to be some poop in yeah. there. Yeah. But no matter what you ate, no matter what you, you know, you have to yeah. wash it out. 
You'd have to like power um, clean it a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they know how to do it. They do it like in, in advance, like a couple of hours in advance before they come so that it has time to, I don't know, like uh, the liquid come out. I don't know actually yeah. how to do it, but mm-hmm. that they, I don't even have to tell them yeah. people that are into heavy anal, but I also have clients that, you know, if it's just a finger, uh, and they're not experienced. They come without. It's just a finger or a little bit of a of a of a toy. I just don't wash it. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't even wash them. You know. I mean, it's possible to do it in the studio, mm-hmm. but I know from experiencing myself washing that it makes it a bit uncomfortable. Well, no, know? I just mean wash. You could just wash your finger and oh. the toy afterward, right? Like. Yeah, and I use gloves, and this is this is a great thing. Like using yeah. gloves is amazing because you just boop, it's out, boop, it's out. Right, it's like no can. smell, nothing in the trash yeah. can, nothing touched anything. And I use as many gloves as I need. It's easy peasy. I mean, when I started, I also thought, oh, poop gross, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sperm gross. But you know, so what? A nurse also has to deal with poop and and, right. and blood and this shit. So yeah, I think it's you know yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You, people should be paying for someone to deal with their gross fluids, you know, instead of yeah. making their loved ones do it all. <laughs> someone, <laughs> you know what, like I'll deal with your sperm and poop or whatever, just like a professional nurse would, I'll deal with it, but pay me. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I wish yeah. I could see the videos. So I could see how uh, big your fist is. <laughs> <Sorry>. Oh, <laughs> well, there's a trick, you know, that uh, you have like one hand is always smaller than the other. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know if you I've can't been... even see it, but when you yeah. when those orifices, they can tell. I can ask you to say, I'll ask my girlfriend which one if she's <laughs> like, A or B. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, because it's I've, it's something I've done to a, a couple of women. Um, and but with the first woman that I did it to, she knew she was into it before. Uh, and so she like wanted me to do it. And I was kind of like, ah. I don't know what. And then with the second woman, it was like, oh, she'd never experienced that before. And I'm just like also way more into her. And so things just happen naturally because of, you know, mm. you just build up from, you know, one finger until it's, you're all the way. But um, mm. yeah, it's such a it's such a stark difference between whether you're really into the woman or not, how fun fisting is. It's very strange when someone's just trying to talk you into fisting them cold, <laughs> you know, they're oh, like, yeah. They're like, well, it's like a ship in a bottle. Just get in there. I don't know. Just I'm like, ah. <laughs> versus like everyone's having a hot, hot time. But so that's fun. But this, so the only reason you got in trouble for asking about whether people were washing their ass out is because you were at a dinner party and it was a man of of a certain age who is a little bit more pearl clutchy or worried that his friends mm-hmm. would be and. Um, yeah, so that makes sense. You can always get in trouble for asking a question in the wrong context. <laughs> yeah, it was just a very, uh, yeah, very wrong. But I, actually, I don't, I don't, I think I try to avoid asking wrong questions. <laughs> I mean, even though I'm a dominatrix, I, I'm, and, and sometimes like, you know, with the wine, I provoke a little bit, but I'm trying to be very, I'm like, I don't like conflicts necessarily. So, yeah, I either just don't remember. I'm sure I asked many more wrong questions, but yeah. Um, well, that's okay. I mean, that's the thing. I like, I think a lot of people are really avoiding asking questions, asking questions that they know might get them in trouble or make things awkward or whatever. I mean, we do that just in interpersonal relationships about things that aren't even, you know, sociopolitical, but especially 
these days, I think a lot of people are just not asking the questions. And that's something that I want to provide a safe space for here is like, if you ever ask, want to ask me a question, I will never be offended. Um, and so if you're down with it, I'll ask you whatever questions come to mind. And again, if there's anything you ever want edited out of the podcast, or if you just want to scrap the whole thing, um, you can always opt for any of that. I just want it to be like such a safe space that we can talk about anything. So part of that is like, yeah, you always knowing that you can revoke consent at any point for any part. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, this is why I really want to, I mean, this is why I, I, I mean, I, I don't think I would naturally go to a, a, um, a podcast about gender because I didn't feel that I have something to say, you know, or I didn't feel like I belong in some way, but I really like your approach to that. Um, I think like, everybody yeah. belongs. Like it's crazy. Everyone has sex. Everyone has gender or, or mm. whatever. I mean, some, everyone has some kind of gender expression anyway. Um, gender mm -hmm. roles, gender ideas or conceptions, even if they are vague and change. I mean, this is something we all participate in. And it's, it's strange to just be like only this tiny chunk of the population who experience a certain kind of uh, experience of their gender is the, are the ones who could talk about it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Everyone has gender. That's like, we need to hear from everyone. And the fact that you are, a, you know, a dominatrix and experiencing certain parts of people and people's minds and maybe their shadow selves and you've had a trans uh, woman client now. I mean, yeah, you have tons of stuff that I like want to ask about. Um, Actually, the, after I, after I considered that also, I, and, and I, I guess there is a part of me that is like a bit nervous to be on a podcast like that because, you know, because it's maybe, oh, I might say the wrong thing or something, but because it's called wrong questions, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the place to say the wrong thing. But yeah. also after, after considering, I was like, hey, wait a minute, for my job, for my mm -hmm. day job, I'm wearing a dick, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, honestly... <laughs> Yeah, right. I am. I, I do. I do play with gender, of course. Right. Yeah. I would venture to say that everyone is non-binary, mm -hmm. you know, to some extent, whatever. We're all kind of I, I just like everyone knows that the political binary is a problem and to be really kind of avoided. I mean, I think most people really understand that, even if they're at the same time falling for team politics. We also kind of know the system is broken and that this binary thing is bullshit. And then people talk about the sex binary being. And I'm like, OK, yeah. The whole binary, it's things both are and aren't, but they're also mm -hmm. spectrums and they're also fluid and everyone is on every spectrum somewhere. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, of course, here you are, like you're wearing a dick. God knows what you're saying to people. Um, you're, of course, you're playing around with gender. And yeah, I, I and I don't want people to think that they have to like change their pronouns or identity, you know, overtly in order to have uh, a seat at the table, you know, with all this stuff. Cause it, this stuff is like, everything we're doing in, in all of our societies is affecting all of us. So we all need to, you know, figure out how this can work for everyone. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm 41, so I'm a bit of a different gener generation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm imagine if I would be 18, 19 now, mm -hmm. you know, I would also be very busy with this topic because I, I was also at, at the time I was loved to be a woman because I, I like I like to dress up as a woman. It's, it's just more options. It's just more colorful. It's more I want to I like to express myself. But I also always like, you know, my sexuality was very masculine in a way, you know, very 
um, predatory, I would say. <laughs> you you felt predatory toward men. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And how how mm. how do you mean that? Well, just liking very young, good-looking men, and uh, <laughs> and you know, just never being in a relationship for a very long time, just Aww. wanting to fuck around. So you were um, the one who didn't really want commitment or a long-term yeah. thing. You wanted you were searching out young, hot men for mm-hmm. short-term, pleasurable <laughs> <laughs> relationships. Yeah, and like adventures. But, it was very adventurous. Yeah, I mean, now, now, thank goodness, I'm, I'm like a bit more of a <laughs> settled down because, it's, yeah, I mean, at some point, enough is enough. It's just all the same thing. But um, yeah, but but no, and I was when I was like in my twenties. I just wanted to run around and fuck, get all these adventures and have mm-hmm. a lot of sex and a lot of adventurous. And, um, and, and yeah, I broke a lot of, of people's hearts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I was recently accused um, by someone who we'd had a falling out and uh, it's a long story, but she wrote me this, this letter and, and, and at one point called me, said that I objectify and prey on women. And I was like, wow. Okay. I didn't know that I was doing that. If anything, I'm always getting in trouble because I don't want to have sex with the women who are like throwing themselves at me because everyone has to have their lesbian experience now. You know, it's a lot of chicks, like historically straight women um, who are theoretically by women, you know, and they're all like, you're, you look like a little Shane from Outward, you know, like you're the, you're exactly my type or please fuck me literally, you know, and like, how do you yeah how does that feel to you that straight women yeah um i mean i love it anytime i'm being hit on don't get me wrong like i uh this was my dream as a as an ugly child um as an ugly mormon child you know what i mean but um this, <laughs> wow. the, but it's also it's been difficult for me my whole life to really make friends because i think when you take that like intersection of gender and sexuality i started very young, like by, by seven or eight, it started being very clear that I was different than the other girls, um, to both, to both me and them. And things started getting weirder. And especially then as we get, you know, toward and past puberty, um, I'm kind of like the guys, but I'm not really one of the guys. And especially with Mormon church, like really separating them, I never got to really just be like the full on tomboy rough and tumble lesbian that I probably could have been. Like if I'd had a dad who was more into hunting and fishing and anything, but he was just a nerd and he wouldn't really play sports with me anyway. So, so anyway, but it's, so I, I just don't have enough in common with the men to really be like totally in there. And then I'm kind of like a woman, but I also am attracted to women. And so there's already that divide and that I'm just not as feminine or into all that kind of stuff. I'm not into all, I mean, I kind of like different colors, but I don't like all the options. I look at women's clothing. I just don't even understand how you guys can figure out what that would even look like on you. Like it's just, you know, I just don't, I just don't get it. I'm the little, you know, like in birds, the the boys are the colorful flamboyant ones and the girls are the little brown ones, but it's the kind of the opposites to, to, to a large extent in most human cultures. Um, and, but I feel, you know, I'm just like, I like being the little plain brown one. And I like, I, you know, I used mm, to like yeah. women that I don't know. It's, it's, it's complicated point being, I, so I think it's always been harder for me. So, and, and especially now as an adult, when women, because they think of me as not only a lesbian, but like a, the, the short hair lesbians, I mean, I've been growing my hair out, but still like they see me as the dude. And so they, they want to have this thing where like one of the boy women 
does stuff to them and maybe they, I don't know. And, and it's like, I, mm. I, a lot of times just want to be friends with people. And then when they are into me, I find it really difficult to figure out how to like let them down very gently. And I, I've definitely like lost potentially great friendships. In fact, I think maybe the woman who wrote me this predatory objectifying thing, among other things, um, if she hadn't had a crush on me, I think things might've gone differently for us. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, the thing about it is like, it's very flattering, but at the same time, it's very confusing because then people, you know, if someone's doing something nice for me, <laughs> then is it because they are hoping that I'm going to fuck them? And then if I don't, then it turns out our friendship wasn't as real as, I don't know, you know, I've gotten a well, lost it, in a lot of that lately. Yeah, I totally understand. Um, I mean, with being a straight woman, like guys do that right? or used to do that to me, for me, uh, you know, just to be close to me, wanting to be close to me, helping me with stuff and everything. Um, and yeah, we you both never know really what's know. going on, right. but it's right. fine, but it's fine because, because they are used to it. Right. But that's the thing. It's an, there's an understanding between men and women, that, yeah. that dynamic is probably going to be going on. Although like mm -hmm. you say, you're also kind of predatory or whatever. Um, but there's, there's an understanding of that. And so when things are matching that understanding, it can go unspoken, you know, as Chris Rock said, uh, guys, guys are trying to fuck all their girlfriends and girls like guys to girl, guy friends to, to girls are like a dick in a glass case, like break open in case of emergency. You know, you mm -hmm. have this kind of unspoken thing of, of course he's, he, of course he would like to fuck you if that's ever an option, but you know, he'll hopefully just keep trying and being your friend and being respectful yeah. until then. But with women, you know, if someone, if you want someone to fuck you and they don't want to fuck you, they don't want to, you know, like then it could really hurt your feelings because your understanding is that um, men in particular are going to want to fuck you. And then if they don't, it's like, well, what's wrong with me? You know? And so, oh, I think, oh, oh, yes. So I mean, I transfer that too. to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then if it's a, a girlfriend of mine and she you know, wants me to want to fuck her and I don't, then, um, yeah, that like they take that more personally. Whereas I'm like, dude, I want to fuck so few people. It's, I wish I wanted to fuck more people, but I just have a very narrow range of what I'm attracted to, what I can get it up for. I mean, I could probably let all kinds of people fuck me, you know, but in terms of like me actually being, you know, able to take a role like that, a more dominant, assertive, whatever toppy role, um, which mm -hmm. is my favorite kind of sex, uh, then I have to be, it's just, like I said, it's just a narrow range of who I'm attracted to. And I wish that weren't true, but I tried it. I'm 35. <laughs> like, I just don't, I like, I finally figured out what does work for me. I don't think that I can just be like, Oh, let me meditate on being attracted to people I'm not attracted to, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I could, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I have so many times that I, I wish that I could, um, be attracted to more people or different people or you know because there's like a person there oh just a great person that I, I love in every other way but it's just there's no click I just don't feel it I just don't feel it and it's right. so sad yeah chemistry and pheromones have to be there you know the way someone smells is a huge thing um but also yeah. like I mean I'm kind of very simple like i I've just really recently realized like, okay, first of all, someone's face has to be pretty to me, but then also like your boobs have to be 
like B to D and with a certain shape and nipple size, like not like my nipple, you know, but like, I'm like, if I, cause if those, if I see those boobs, I'm turned on. If I touch those boobs or those boobs touch me, I'm turned on. But without it, like I tried to hook up, I tried to hook up with some young women who wanted to hook up with me, but we were very, very small and I can't, um, I just don't just nothing happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, it's like Crazy, metaphor. Yeah. I have a metaphorical dick and that metaphorical dick has to get up you know, so I have to yeah. psychologically get it up for them or else I'm just so in my own head. I can't, can't get into my body. I can't get into that flow state of like listening to everything that a woman's mouth and body are doing that are indicating things that you should, I just am like, uh, I just feel completely paralyzed. So, yeah. yeah so, but you know, if it's, if it's someone who wants to just fuck me, then like, sure, <laughs> you know, and I can do that, but Yeah. <sighs> Funny, funny. It was really funny how that's it's a it is really a different. Um, I mean, for me, I think it's the other way around, funnily enough. Yeah, uh, that if I'm doing them, mm-hmm. if I'm dominant, I can basically do anybody, you know. Like, you right. asked me before about people that I, I, I find, um, like, rev- I don't want to say revolting, but repulsive like, re- or repulsive, gross yeah, or whatever, yeah, like gross, yeah, I'm grossed out, but it's. It's like I don't have a problem with the person. Like the person is sometimes a very nice person. I really want to be empathetic to them, you know, but I am turned off by something aesthetically or the smell or whatever. Um, But still I can do it, you know. I still can dom dom them. But I don't really like it if, you know, people do stuff to me that I – I mean, especially personality is really a turn off and also physically, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I would never have sex with someone I wasn't like at least into their personality and looks in general. I just mean like I I still need to find you attractive to want to have, you know, any kind of sex with you. But Mm. you have to be even a more particular kind of attractive if I'm going to fuck you. And I mean, you're you're also talking about like, you know, maybe fucking a dude with a strap on and slapping him or whatever. And like that guy can be ugly to you or even sticking a hand in his butt. But there's like the kind of intimacy and um like nuance to making love to a woman uh, is, you know what I mean? Like you just putting your hand inside of a woman to me, like that's just so much more of a different kind of intimacy thing. And like, yeah, just if, if someone, you know, they want to be hurt and abused and used, like you don't even have to like, I would imagine you don't even have to get it exactly right in a way because they want to be hurt anyway. So you just do that stuff to them. But if you're making love to a woman and who doesn't, you know, who, who wants it to feel good and all that, like, that's such a, that's, you have to be in that headspace of, of listening mm-hmm. to all the subtleties and, um, yeah, you know. but I would, I would, I mean, first of all, I don't know, but I, I, because really I don't have so much experience with women. And I mean, of course, everybody is intimate in a different way. So yeah, I don't know how, how intimate um, you are and how much you, you are, you know, but actually, um, you know, it's a bit of a cliche that all my clients want to be hurt. I actually have a lot of clients that want something like that experience, like very, very, um, very, very close. So I'm very mm-hmm. close to physically. Um, I touch them sometimes with my whole body. I lie on top of them. Uh, I don't do oral usually, um, but I would sit on their face um and sometimes it's very gentle very intimate um you know 
Okay. That's interesting. So some mm-hmm. people, if, if they want to, they want to be dominated, but it's, they want to be gently dominated. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, actually, I, I have a lot of those clients because my advertisement is very, like I, I, my niche is a little bit, uh, my look is a bit girl next door type, whatever mm-hmm. that means. I don't even know what that means, but like kind of very, very natural. Yeah. Not like this. Um, not like high fan. Exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not exaggerated. Not like very posed, but uh-huh. all of my pictures are very smile okay. and lingerie and very natural. So uh, I have a lot of people that want more, that they dare to, to talk to me. It's yeah. those people that are a bit scared that they want the slap once in a while, but they are not into pain or they gotcha. want a, uh, a BDSM massage I offer, for example, which is oh. something like with Tantra. It's not Tantra. I don't know. I don't know Tantra. I never learned it, but like a massage, but you're tied up <laughs> and there's spa music in the background. And I give you this kind of massage, but then I stick a finger in the ass yeah. and then maybe use a vibrator and then I use maybe a whip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's so interesting. Really big spectrum of this type of thing. And, and yeah, I mean, in Germany, we call it bizarre lady. So it's somebody that's more physical, um, more, more body, like maybe sometimes naked and stuff like that. And then there's the classic dominatrix, which is more cold and distant. Okay. So there is some kind of other, t- I was gonna say, cause when I think of the word dominatrix, I definitely think of like, yeah, a little bit more, pain, leather, whatever, but stepping on your balls with high heels. But mm-hmm. if, if, but so you have this other word, uh, tell me the word again. Uh, it's a bizarre lady. Bizarre. <laughs> I don't bizarre. know where like, Is that like the English bizarre, bizarre or, uh, yeah, it's um, like B-I-Z-A-R-R-E kind of bizarre. Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just bizarre I mean, yeah, I mean, that that you would do stuff. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what it means. It's like so a classic dominatrix, for example, does not do uh, pee play mm-hmm. because she doesn't ever take off her clothes. So she's distant. You know, as I said, like oh. some, some of them don't even give hand jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, because it's just such a popular field here in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, the pee stuff. The, yeah, the peace stuff is very big here. It's We've big in, that. in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, just I think it's I think it's quite common that people go to a dominatrix here in uh, in Germany. Um, so yeah, and because it's legal, so there's a broad spectrum of people that that like this type of stuff, and a lot of them, even the younger people. You know, they've seen a little thing on, on, on porn or whatever, but they still like licking. They still like oral. They still like, I mean, I don't do it, but other other women do it. And, you know, I basically almost do it. So it's like I play with the, uh, the closeness. They like the, the physical contact and, you know, skin to skin contact and uh, and all of that. So and then some elements of BDSM. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's just more fun to know about, but so bizarre lady, you might be less like severely dominatrixy, but you also could do more stuff um, because you mm-hmm. might pee on someone, take off your clothes, touch the dick, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of forgot yeah, that I mean, a dominatrix mm-hmm. has like a thing where she's like, yeah, it doesn't have to like touch you or do it. You know, she might just be hitting you and telling you stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Although some of them do. But I mean, honestly, I 
think, I mean, I, I have a very broad spectrum, so I can also do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I've, I would say like, okay, there's like different archetypes of like feminine. This might be interesting for you if if it's not we move on. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I kind of played, I, I, I took it from some other dominatrix and I kind of grew on it. I developed it a bit more for me, mm-hmm. this idea of, of feminine archetypes. Mm-hmm. So this is also like cliche of femininity, right? You have the mother, you have this uh, kind of very masculine woman, which is maybe army uh, woman, like authoritarian woman. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the femme fatale from the films, you know, with mm-hmm. the, the corset and the curvy and, and you know, seductive. Uh, then you have an evil teenager, you oh. know, the girly girl that is like really, really mean and likes to like, hurt you, but in a kind of girly way, and then laugh at you. And Mean girls. Like, yeah. Mean girl, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, no, yeah, the mean girl, exactly. Yeah. Um, then you have, oh, I don't remember what else, but. Uh, How come there's only but, one type of mother? It feels like we should have multiple <laughs> categories. Yeah, yeah I guess like it I'm could like, be an authoritarian mother or it could be a very loving mother. Yeah. Very caring mother, yeah. Because I definitely have like a thing for mommies and this whole culture of like daddies and daddy hats, and so you can say daddy in bed, but it's like more awkward to <laughs> say mommy. <laughs> and I haven't figured that out in my own sex life. It's not like a thing where I'm like calling everyone mommy, but I don't even know if I could ask that. You know, like, like when I'm getting with women, I'm like, uh, who are kinky? Like, um, could we try me just like casually sucking on your <laughs> nipples for a while, and I'll call you mommy? I, don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. If that's- <laughs> How come? Like, how come daddy became a thing? Right. Like I love it, but how come them people right. just say it and they have no issue with it? Yeah, total patriarchy <laughs> that even like lesbians and everyone is just like we only do daddy and there's no mommy. I'm like, this is not fair. Uh, aren't we all into mommies? I don't get it. Are we just all too embarrassed because of because of boob stuff? You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, but it's really effective to uh, to put boobs on, and I have small boobs. And, mm-hmm. But to still to put my boobs on somebody's face yeah. after I just hurt them or yeah. when they are feeling like in the subspace, it's mm-hmm. so effective. You see, it's like magic. They yeah. dissolve into babyhood and it's uh-huh. like just the world, everything is okay with the world. Yeah. I always <laughs> told my girlfriend, I've always told my girlfriend, like, I was like, if, you, if you're ever like, if I'm ever down, I'm in one of those moods where I'm upset or anything, whether you think it's about you or anything else, whatever, if you ever just like put your boob in my mouth, <laughs> it would make me, she's like, really? That wouldn't just be super weird. If you, I'm like, no, <laughs> always put your boob in my mouth. <laughs> them it's so comforting. <laughs> yeah. To have it get soft and, you know, I and round. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the absolutely. Swell, the swell of a boob, like that particular shape and the way that the, that it, it just uh, it, there's uh, yeah, it's a magical, beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. OK, wait. So you were saying that there's all these archetypes of femininity or womanness right. or whatever. So I play mostly with the, the mean girl and with the femme fatale. Like, these are mostly my 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 natural archetypes, you know, mm-hmm. just like this slowly femme fatale slowly you know, with her curves moving towards uh, the man, you know, and it's grabbing him, ha, 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 you know, this kind of cliche from the film uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And then I can also tap into the authoritarian um, if I have a session that demands it. So I can also do that and, you know, and then tap into the mother or the the, the 
school teacher or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. tap into all these things. But my natural one is this kind of femme fatale thing. Interesting. And is that like, because you said that you realized that in your masochistic or submissive fantasies that you you had both sides to you. So, I mean, is that is there a parallel in your own fantasies, your own submissive pa- fantasies where there's like a man version of the femme fatale or where did that come from for you? Ah, that is really interesting. Ah, huh. Or what is your dude fantasy like? I mean, if you were fantasizing about your own domination, then what would that guy be like? This is very hot. Yeah. And yeah. It's like in 50 shades of gray, <laughs> like, we're, we're definitely well, <laughs> well uh, definitely some kind of a uniform. Mm-hmm. I like uniform. Yeah. Yeah. But also I like the soft domination, you know, I'm not a masochist okay. and I, I mean, I like all of those elements like this. So I think maybe, maybe I am, you're really, you, you got a point here. Maybe I am kind of embodying something that I would like this very loving domination. Mm-hmm. So very kind of soft in a way, seductive, yeah. but still like I'm getting, going to get what I want from you. Right. You know, you're going to do what I want. I'm going to get what I want for you. But in a very, in not, I don't like this very hard um, mm. stuff, very, in a very kind of seductive way. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Seductive Dom. That's a good mm-hmm. way to describe it as opposed to like a sadomasochistic Dom. You're, you're a seductive Dom. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so, I mean, I personally don't like this very hard. This is it. You're the slave. You're the thing. You're the thing. No. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it's not my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when I have to do that because somebody wants that, I still bring in this motherly qualities and this like caring, I have this very caring empathy kind of way to do it, uh, which works actually, to be honest, it works. I have about 70% of my clients are recurring clients. Nice. So I think whatever I'm doing seems to work. Nice. Yeah. 